Dairy Gold Agribusiness for quality feed, expert service and support you can trust. Welcome to our programme. I'm John O'Connor. Coming up, the beef price controversy and some forthcoming events. But first, welcome to Mr Fergal O'Mahony, Chagask Dairy Advisor with the Middleton office. Fergal, you have details of the very important Dairy Gold Quality Milk Award winner Farm Walk, organised in conjunction with our sponsor Dairy Gold, Cooperative Society and Chagask. So details of when and where it's on and some of the speakers and very interesting information which people will be able to glean from this exciting event. Yes, John, thanks for your welcome to the programme. We have the Milk Quality Open Day, which has been jointly organised there between Dairy Gold and Chagas. It is a milk quality winner for 2018. It is Edward and Breda Donovan's farm in Ballybrenna, Klein, County Cork, and the air code is P25YP20. So that's down, you go through Klein, it is out the other side of Klein. So it's a farm well worth visiting. You know, Edward has started in dairying in 2014, so he's a new entrant as such, but the standards on the farm have been excellent and well, well worth going. Whether you're supplying milk or not, it'll be, you, everyone will be welcome and you can go through with Edward on the day how he's achieved his high milk quality and what he has done over the years. Just to remind your listeners, John, the structure of the meeting will be starting at 11 o'clock in the morning, but there'll be probably three or four different gr- groups starting up. So, you know, if you do come at half 11, 12 o'clock, there'll be groups starting at that stage and probably make the organisation of it easier because people will be going around to, I think there's roughly five stands on the day. The first one will be Edward outlining his farming system, then the milk quality will be done and the TCM, that trichlorine methane, which, you know, in a discussion on that and best practice for that. And the stand after that, then Doreen Carden is talking about AMR and, and, and antimicrobial resistance and drying off of cows and the help to help resist reduce that resistance and eventually the last one then is a is a stand inside in the parlour in relation to energy efficiency on the farm which has become a big big issue and John Upton the Chagas researcher will be talking at that one. Thank you, Fergal. Mr Fergal O'Mahony, Dairy Advisor Chagask in Middleton and we'll be broadcasting a very long interview with Fergal on Wednesday evening between 10pm and 11 on the midweek edition of the Dairy Gold Farm Talk programme. Thank you, Fergal. Bantir Makra have organised a field evening for this evening at Healy's Bar Kilcorny and the code is P51YX40. That's today, Saturday, August 31st, starting 3pm. Amongst the features will be a barbecue with live music and the group Loose Connection, also a live DJ show, as well as tug-of-war, face painting, super soaker, stock judging, bouncing castles, pony rides and much more. Bantir Mokra and it's all in aid of Brew Column Banners. Field evening, Healy's Bark Corny, today Saturday, 3pm, 31st of August. On Sunday, September 8th, West Cork Vintage Ploughing and Threshing Association at Rock Savage, Ringclon Kilty, the 10th annual working day. All makes and models welcome. Chair of the West Cork Vintage Ploughing and Threshing Association, Mr Don Coakley, available at 86 We are very lucky this year to be in a beautiful site looking out there over the Atlantic, thanks to John Sutton. Um, we are very lucky as well to have Cock Farm Machinery and the Callagher Road Cork 
to be on board with us. Our team of this year is celebrating generations of Messi Ferguson. I also want to include all other makes and models are also welcome. We'll have live demonstrations of cutting silage and cutting cordon, old-time trashing, and we'll have some tilling with some old farm machinery and use as well. Um, we'll have, it'll well, all kick off around 12 o'clock, we'll say, with we're going to have vintage ploughing and pre-All-Ireland ploughing match. And then we'll have the official opening at 2.30 by Rachel Driscoll, the current queen of the plough from 2018. And then um, we'll have, as I say, live demonstrations of working machinery. And then there'll be a dog show in the afternoon. So look, there will be good entertainment for all the family. We'll have a kids' play area and some food stalls and... I suppose. Another thing we're doing as well this year, new to our event, is we're promoting farm safety. Thank you, Don. Don Coakley, Chair of West Cork Vintage Ploughing and Threshing Association. Thank you, Don. 0765441086 Mr Mick Ford of the Farm in Grenna. On Sunday the 1st of September, we will have the annual harvest event which is um, a full-time uh, harvesting of grain, harvesting potatoes, harvesting silage, and using equipment and machinery uh, dating back to the early 1950s and right up to the 70s. And uh, all these machines will be demonstrated. Hopefully we get the suitable weather for it. But um, last year we had uh, some bad weather, but we were still able to do a bit of the silage. But we are hoping this year that we will get the corn cut as well. We will have anything up to 10, 12 combines harvesting. These will be classic and vintage combines. We'll also have some other um, rare type machinery there dating back to the 1800s, uh, the like of a reaper. We'll have a screw tipping trailer and we'll have other stuff that people mightn't have seen before. We're just north of Blarney, um, just two miles off the main Cork to Mallow Road, halfway between Cork and Mallow and it's signposted off the main Cocktamala Road. We do have a good range of farm animals, which would have been typical back again of the 1960s. We have the donkeys, we have the horses, the Clydesdale horse, and we have um, ponies, we have uh, the cows, then we have the short-horned cows, Hereford cows and calves, sheep and lambs and goats, uh, pigs, you name it, all the traditional farm animals are there to be seen. Uh, around the farm in their natural environment. We have the full restaurant facilities where we'll be serving Calvary lunch from 12 o'clock to 4 o'clock in the afternoon and that proves to be very busy. It actually goes to um, give people you know, a full day out and uh, they, they can have their food during the day and relax and see all the action that's going on around the farm. We will have Reaper and Binder working as well. Uh, we'll have two Reaper and Binders working and it's on Sunday the 1st of September at the farm, Grenade, starting at 12.30, the action will start at 12.30, and from there until 4 o'clock, 5 o'clock, we would hope to have it all done by then. Thank you very much indeed, Mr Mick Ford of the farm in Grenna in County Cork. Thank you, Mick, very much. The 2019 Bantry Show is taking place on tomorrow, Sunday, September 1st. With details, chair of the show this year, Councillor Danny Collins. Danny, welcome to the programme. Now your show tomorrow... Good morning, John. Um, yes, um, Bantry Show takes place tomorrow. Um, basically, look, we start at um, 10 a.m. And, and it's full full flow heading after that. You can drive to the show 
or you can just drive into town, Bantry, which there will be a, a shuttle bus um, um, in provision up and down to the show. There's a boat from the main pier right across from the Maxwell station heading from the, the pier there out to the show fields, which is a novelty, and especially this Sunday, because also in Bantry we have the Bantry regatta, so like you could view that on your way out, which is a bit of a novelty for the weekend. This year alone, we, we've, we've had um, inliners already in to Bantry Bay, and they have been a great economic boost to the town. And um, um, next year, that's increasing, I believe, to 14. So if you look, it's bright, bright, bright days ahead for Bantry, hopefully. And look, um, Bantry show now this Sunday. This, this will, it's kind of like people say, it's the end of the season kind of um, event before mainly the kids are going back to school. I know a lot of them started last week but look this is a big event and hopefully like the weather will sun the sun will shine and um, everything will go right for us on the day first of september tomorrow morning um from 10 a.m and they will have all kinds of things on from show jumping to fashion show to um judging of um horse, horses ponies donkeys goats um sheep and and dogs and you have the arts and crafts as well you have live music um as well from tobin and triggs and also the following them is the irish weavers but also, I must state, we have, we'll have large TV screens to show our minor and senior All-Ireland football finals inside in our marquees, which there will be a full bar licence as well. No shortage of viewing of, of the games of the day. Thank you very much indeed, Councillor Danny Collins, the chair of the 2019 Bantry Show. Miss Hannah Quinn Mulligan, news correspondent with the Irish Farmers Journal and also RTE Countrywide Reporter, invites listeners to enjoy a family day out on their farm with a farm nature walk and also a bake sale in what's being described as a unique certified area of conservation to be followed by tea, scones and cake in aid of Pieta House and the Rape Crisis Centre Midwest. Hannah Quinn Mulligan spoke to the farm programme about this very special day being held on her family farm. We have a farm here in Limerick and we're opening it up next Saturday for a charity bake sale and nature walk. So we'd love families and farmers to come and uh, basically enjoy an, a nice family day out. And it's an aid of Pieta House and the Rape Crisis Centre. And as I'm sure you're aware, aware yourself and farmers listening are aware, you know, mental health is a huge issue for farmers, especially with rural isolation and, you know, not the same amount of help around that there used to be. So it's just to highlight that and also to raise the money for charity as well. You saw a connection between baking and holding this type of event and helping Pieta House who are dedicated to counselling people who feel suicidal. So the baking connection. I work as a journalist with the Irish Farmers Journal and we do quite a lot of work on mental health and sadly you know CSO statistics show that on average uh, 26 farmers die by suicide every year so I, I was trying to think of something that I could do and I thought well we have the farm at home and I can bake cakes <laughs> so uh, put the two things together and we, we have a bake sale and also the farm is in a special area of conservation so we'll have a nature walk and we'll have a little scavenger hunt as well for kind of the under sixes that they can go around and see can they spot different ladybirds and um, that kind of thing. So, um, yeah, it, it basically, we just really want people to turn up and eat some cake and give us some money for it, essentially, and um, it, it just ha have a nice day out and just to highlight the issue then as well with mental health in Ireland. As well as being news correspondent with the Irish Farmers Journal, you're also an RTE countrywide reporter. I do a little bit of work for um, RTE as well. So 
I, I suppose uh, with having a relationship with you and having a relationship with a couple of radio radio stations, um, I, I thought it would be helpful as well just to get the word out there because it'd be great to see as many people there on the day as possible. And I know even the weather hasn't been very good recently and the weather might not be that good next Saturday. Um, but, you know, if people could come in their wellies and their raincoats and even if they want to just drop in and pick up a few cakes and go away again, you know, that'd be great. And I think it'd be of real interest to people because, like I said, we'll have a scavenger hunt and also we have um, pedigree Herefords on the farm. So there'll be lots of cattle and there'll be some horses. So there'll be lots lots to see and kind of lots to do and go about uh, as well. So it's for farmers and non-farmers are more than welcome. So, uh, yeah, so there's a few details I, I can give you if you're interested just in the times and uh, the exact address as well for people. So um, it's going to be on Saturday, the 7th of September between 12 and 3 p.m. And our address for people, if they have their pens ready, is uh, Tory Hill House, Croom, County Limerick. And the air code is V35WF43. Thank you, Hannah. Miss Hannah Quinn Mulligan, news correspondent with the Irish Farmers Journal. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Some voices from the beef price controversy in recent days, recorded by C103's John Paul McNamara and 96FM News reporters. Our business is slowly but surely deteriorating. And if we're not going to get better beef prices and better conditions, we won't be here in a couple of years' time. From our sources and talk across Europe is that beef is steady, okay, price-wise. It just seems to me there's an awful difference between the farmer's price and uh, the shop price. It's frightening. Like, we're supposed to have 100 million got earlier on this year or the back in the last year. The conditions for that are frightening. And I know we'll never come. Most farmers are very small. If they they will apply for it and get it, they'll probably get, an average farmer will probably get about 800, 6,800 euros. They won't even buy a ration. My farm, I'm near enough retired aging, and the next generation, it won't be there for them. If we want to know for our rights, if we have to go to jail, so be it. I can't, I hope it won't go on that road, but if it will, we're, we are prepared to go there. We have to take part-time jobs, most of the sucking buyers, I mean, in, in with the West Carker, Munster, all have part-time jobs. We're pretty only eight or ten hours a day at the job, coming home in the evening, and pretty another five or six or seven hours, plus the money that we're making at work, we're bringing home and putting it back into the farming. Whereas if we got a reasonable price for our weanlings or our beef, it would make life very comfortable for us. That's how we want. We don't want to make millionaires. We just want to, uh, maybe see after the countryside, 
person, reasonably good lifestyle, and be happy. We had talks here yesterday. We were prepared for talks in Bandon yesterday to let the Chinese into Bandon, the AVP in Bandon, to um, see the facilities inside. And the factory refused point blank to talk with us. We have no problem letting the Chinese into see, but what's going to happen, I don't know. These talks were um, a waste of time. Uh, I'm very disappointed with uh, especially the IFA and the Minister for Agriculture. I feel that he is a, a minister for, for, for factories since uh, these last meetings. Um, he's, he said that his door is always opened. Well, I tell you, I say every farmer, his door is opened here at the moment. Even the gates of the factories are opened. There's plenty of people here for him to come to talk to. Uh, elections might be up in a few months' time. I don't know how long, but uh, he'll be. Uh, it'll be very easy for him to go around to doors looking for votes. So I can see why he can hop into his uh, luxury car and come down here and talk to the farmers. The minister was asked that today at a press conference in Mahan, and he said the reason he can't come here is because there's an injunction. Injunction? Well, there's no injunction against these farmers so far, no, as I can see. Um, there's injunction against some of the beef plan, but the, these farmers here are not in the beef plan. And uh, they're only looking for a fair price. That's all they're looking for. You cannot produce animals under the, the cost of keeping these animals. Um, they'll just only go broke. And this is going on for the last 40 years. Some farmers have said, you're wasting your time. What do you say to those farmers? Well, the farmers think that we're wasting our time. And I know there's a lot of farmers bringing cattle in here. Do you know, the last time I heard, I saw a program on television saying there's one fellow going to Galway looking at fillies. There's another fellow, he was happy with the price of it. And back in the 80s, when we were getting more for our cattle, and the price of, of the cost has gone through the roof, I, do you mean to tell me that farmer doesn't really sit down and think what's his costing? He must be in Cuckooland. Because, like I said, I don't know, do he's do his books or what he's doing, or he must, he don't talk to his accountant. That How can he make money if, if the cost is over what he's getting for it in the factory? And here this evening, as I speak to you, there is a number of farmers who are blocking a truck from going in. I presume one of their fellow farmers who wishes to enter the actual factory. The injunction that is out there at the moment, that basically does not want this to happen. It's against this. Are you afraid of that? Are, you, are those farmers worried that something may happen this evening here? Look, if there's a junction, we'll stand by the law, look. Um, but according to the law, you could be breaking it now by not allowing this particular truck in. There's no junction against these farmers yet. It moment. hasn't ro- ruled through yet. It hasn't yeah. ruled through yet. So, like, so if there is, look, we, we are allowed to protest. They can go through, in and out. But when the court injunction comes against these farmers... I think that's what these farmers will do. That's what I'll do. Uh, I only can speak for myself. Every farmer now is speaking for themselves here. There's no control. I, 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 every farmer is, is on their own here. And uh, fair play to them to stand up. Uh, that's all I can say. Uh, but like so if, if there's a court injunction, well, like so we'll obey it. And, and uh, that's the law of the land. The law of the land says that too we're entitled to protest. And the law of the land says that we're entitled to 980 euro an hour, which we're not getting. So like so if, Leave the trucks in, leave the trucks out, but we're entitled to still the protest. And you mentioned the minister there and the fact that he's not coming to the particular factories because of the injunctions we mentioned. 
would you ever consider taking your protest to the minister's office? I mean, he's based in McCroom. Would that be something the farmers might do if they don't get satisfaction outside the factory gates? They'll take it to the minister's office door. Well, if he won't come to us, suppose <laughs> yeah, we'll have to go to him. And, and uh, he might see a big surprise. Also, he's from door someday and he mightn't like it. But uh, I'll tell you this much only for these local farmers. Uh, he's a cork man and... Uh, he he he'll be uh, he's he got our votes he he's uh, where he's today he won't be there only for these people so he's not actually supporting these people he's only all talking blow and uh, he'd want to go off and come out and speak to his people that put him where he is today he has said that his door is open and he's willing to talk to all stakeholders what's your response to the minister saying that well like i said before look our door is open as well He's getting paid to come here. We're not. We're getting not one penny to stay here all day. If the minister come down, he's going to pay when he leaves his own door. He'll, he'll, have, he'll have a car under him that's paid for by the Irish people. And surely they don't break his heart to come down and talk to these people and sort it out for once and for all. All they're looking for is a fair, a fair price for their animals. That's all they're looking for. And I'm saying to the minister... If you're a man, come down and talk to these people. And if you're not, I, you won't be getting my vote next time now. And where does this all end? It's gone on now for a number of weeks. You mentioned the minister. It doesn't look like he's going to come to the factory gates unless you go to him. What is going to happen here? How long can farmers keep doing this? Because young farmers are looking at this. They don't see a future in the industry currently. Where, where do we go from here? Well, I'd say, do you know where we go from here? We'll, we'll have to keep trying, number one. But I feel that that um, the government and the factories, they want this. They want to get rid of the, get rid of the small farmers, get rid of the, 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 um, the dry stock farmer, the sucking herd, because they want these feedlots. They're making more money out of the feedlots because they can get the cattle cheaper and the big dairy herds are after destroying the market of the beef. Because like stuff, the factories are buying these cattle that they're going from, from the dairy farm into feedlots and they're not going out in the land. So like stuff, that's what they want. They want food cheap and not these uh, grass-fed animals that are good quality animals. And uh, I'm afraid that's the, way it's, that's the way it looks. Regarding the staff in the factory, some staff are saying that you know, their jobs are being cut, hours are being cut because of these type of protests. And what do you say to those staff and the families who are saying they're worried over these protests? Yeah, I'm not against the staff. I, I'm delighted to have a job inside there, but they'll have to realise that if these farmers won't be there in, in down the road, there won't be no job for them. And that's what, that's what it is, is that we'll all have to work together. You know, if we're getting a proper price for meat, them staff inside there might be getting 15 euros an hour or 20 euros an hour. I don't know how much they're getting. It's none of my business what they're getting. But like stuff, if we get a better price, they'll get a better price. That's the way it goes. There's a high court injunction. I'm not going to stand on a picket line. I acknowledge and have for some time that it's a very difficult uh, time for the beef industry and for beef farmers in particular. And that's why I've invested a lot of my own time in terms of engagement and roundtable discussions with all of the stakeholders. Um, there are over 100,000 farmers who get some level of their income from the beef industry. Um, and, you know, th this is a critical time in terms of 
people who want to sell cattle for slaughter. We will have you know, weanlings coming out for sale from the suckler herd in the coming weeks. People who need to sell now need to be back in the marketplace for that. So it's a really important point. I think the other thing that's important to say is that of those 100,000 people who get some of their living uh, from the, the beef sector, there is no farm organisation, none, uh, who is uh, supporting the pickets at, at the moment. Even the beef plan themselves have, have spoken strongly about not picketing presently. And of course, you know, I'd ask people now to reflect, uh, particularly, you know, politicians who have given support and encouragement at the, at, at the picket lines to reflect on the fact that we have a High Court ruling now. Um, and the implications of not abiding by the, 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 the law, the land and the court's rulings for individuals um, at the picket line. And I think I would like you know, those people to, to give leadership on this issue now, which is a very difficult matter. We have worked for a number of years to try and get uh, you know, the Chinese to open up their market to us. That happened uh, recently. A number of plants have been approved. But the bulk of plants are hoping to be approved in the context of the current audit. And I would hope that, you know, those who are picketing will realise that if, you know, in, in, at a time when, for example, our biggest market, the United Kingdom, is in some jeopardy in the context of Brexit, that we need new market opportunities and we need plants to be approved for that process. And if, if we proceed in a way that jeopardises that, we will be several years waiting to get this opportunity again. The Consumer uh, and, and Competition Authority has made it abundantly clear that we can't talk price, we can't price fix. Uh, we did make progress on a number of issues. I know that others, uh, farm organisations, are seeking clarity from the Competition Authority and we await that. And I've said myself that I'm pr quite prepared to engage with all stakeholders and have been in contact with them. And you know, we await the, the outcome of their uh, response to the, that invitation to stakeholders at the moment. But it's very difficult to see how we can get all those stakeholders back around the table when there are protests ongoing. I have always said my door is open to meet with stakeholders. Coming up next, a conversation with Miss Helen O'Sullivan, Secretary Cork Branch Beef Plan Movement, on where Beef Plan Movement stands at the moment. The interview was recorded on Friday evening. John, the Beef Plan Movement had to officially step away from the protests due to legal action being taken against the organisation. Uh, as you know, the Beef Plan Movement had a 12-day picket outside ABT Bandon, uh, but as part of the agreement to get to the table for the talks with Minister Creed and Cormac Healy of the Meat Industry of Ireland and the other farm organisations, uh, the beef plan movement had to suspend their protest. Well, the protests that are taking place at the moment, John, are now being run by the individual farmers. Um, unfortunately, they have no choice but to do this. They are under a lot of pressure, both financially and mentally, which is not good, nor is it acceptable. We are not getting fair trade here. It's the factories and the retailers are making the money off the farmers' backs and this will have to change. The farmer is the primary producer, and they only get 20% of the price. The processor gets 30%, and the retailer gets 50%. There's a big difference in the money uh, the consumer is paying for a kg of meat and what the farmer is getting. So I really do think that the re retailers are part of this problem as well, and that problem is that the farmer is not getting a cost of production plus the margin. Helen, I would have to say... Going on published figures, the result of studies carried out by MII, Meat Industry Ireland, it's been published by them that farmers get 63% of the value of the animal. You have produced figures, but they are contested. We have to say they are contested. Well, I would absolutely disagree with, with, with their figures, with the Meat Industry of Ireland's figures. 
we are not getting 63% um, of the value of the meat. In fact, we're only getting 20% of it, and that's after waiting two years if you keep that, if you produce that animal and keep that animal there for two years. So no, I wouldn't agree with what they are saying. And in fact, we are not even getting paid for the fifth quarter, and the fifth quarter is the offal, the tongue, the head, the you know all of the, the the hide and all of that. We are not even getting paid for that, and actually. Uh, their neighbours across the water in the UK are getting 150 to 200 euros extra. So I think they're totally wrong in their figures there. There's an open invitation to Meat Industry Ireland, Mr Cormac Healy, or any other spokesperson to come on the radio and contest the beef plan movement figures or figures put out by the farm organisations. In respect of what you said there, referring to the fifth quarter the offal, etc., in this week's Irish Farmers Journal. That's Saturday, 31st of August, 2019, page 20 and 21. There's a centre spread there of the individual parts of the animal, known as the fifth quarter. It's a survey by Mr. Phelim O'Neill, Irish Farmers Journal, an international markets specialist based in Brussels for part of each week. And the title there is, in the markets insight section, how much of the animal value goes to the farmer? And it points out there the individual parts of the animal, the weight they represent, and in fact um, that's all part and parcel of the argument as to whether the farmer is being fairly paid for that um, fifth quarter. It sounds illogical to people outside farming, but the fifth quarter refers to that part of the animal which would not perhaps be purchased by Irish consumers, but certainly would have... a very high value abroad, right across the globe. Chinese inspectors coming and their delegation of people. How do you feel about those people perhaps getting the wrong impression if they see protests and interruptions to production? Have you any comment on that, Helen? The Chinese are in Ireland at the moment and they are due to inspect the, the ABC in Bandon this coming Monday and we welcome this news. I think it's great news that they're coming here to Ireland uh, to get the opportunity to find new, more new markets for our beef um, because this is what we need. Um, I think, like, we all know that Borbea has spent a lot of money trying to market Irish foods throughout the world. But what I also find very unusual is that even though they're trying to find source more markets for us, and even now when the Chinese are coming over here and they're saying we're getting more markets with the Chinese, it's just very unusual. The more markets we get, um, the less the farmer seems to be getting of that price. So I think that's totally unacceptable. And, you know, nobody wants to disrupt any markets or anything like that. But I think it's no harm for other people to see what is really going on here. I mean, they're using Meat Industry of Ireland and Borbea are using our grass-fed image to sell our beef. And I'm, I'm sure the factories are getting huge price for this. But again, what about the primary producer? What about the farmer? They are not getting this. And they're the ones that are producing this animal, keeping that animal in some cases for two years and more. And yes, their, their, their price is coming down and down every, every month by, by month it's coming down. So I think that's unfair. I think with all these new markets that we're being told about and the markets that they're accessing, why aren't we getting more money? It's a simple thing. A cost reduction plus a margin is all we're looking for. Of course, everyone should make a profit. We have no problem with that. The factories are making a profit. The retailers are making a profit. But unfortunately, the farmers are not. And this needs to be addressed. Do you acknowledge that damage has been caused to ABF, to the factory in Bandon? Well, I suppose at this stage, you know, the farmers have no choice. They have to do something because if they don't, they'll be put out of business. Now, the factories did announce when the beef plan movement were doing the protests. 
uh, that they had to temporarily let staff go. This is, a, this is a, the finest example you will get of how important farmers are in rural Ireland. If the farmers will go out of business, then these people will have no job at all in the factories. Full stop. So I think it's very important now that the meat industry of Ireland sees how important the farmers are. And I think they need to look after them. And I think Mr. Creed needs to come out now and stand up for the farmers, along with the factories and the retailers, and to get back into a room and to come up with a resolution that will solve this. We're not, look, we're not looking for a lot here. All we're looking for here is a cost production plus a margin. If the farmer will go out of business, there'll be a huge knock-on effect. And the fact that they're letting their staff temporarily go, that is a very good example of what, what is going to happen. And what could happen is, if the farmer will go out of business, then these jobs are lost, along with a lot of other jobs. Would you like to see new talks? Would you like to see Minister Creed somehow get everybody again around the table? Yes, I absolutely would welcome more talks. And I, I'm asking Mr Creed to intervene immediately. Um, you know, these protests have been going on for uh, five days now with, with the individual farmers. And the minister has said that he is available for talks. This was on Monday that he said he was available for talks. But actions speak louder than words. The farmer protests have been going on for far too long in my eyes. I think he should have stepped in even sooner. He should have intervened sooner during the week and not allowed this to be going on. Um, I'm asking Mr Creed, I would even ask him to reopen the dial for an emergency meeting to address the beef crisis immediately and to get rid of all these anti-competitive practices such as the 30-month and the 16-month age limit, the four-moment rule and the 70-day on-farm residency. Also, why aren't we getting paid for the fifth quarter? I'd like to ask Mr Creed that. I've actually asked him already and he couldn't answer me this before. Because if these issues aren't addressed, farmers will go out of business and, we will have a, and that will have a huge knock-on effect, like I mentioned earlier, about the staff in the factories losing their job. So again, if the farmer isn't looked after, there will be a lot of jobs, your local co-ops, your, the, the, your marts, the contractors, and you, know, you will have a huge knock-on effect. And in fact, it will be a result of rural Ireland closing down. And we don't want that to happen, so we don't. Due to the legal action that has been taken against beef plan, we can no longer protest. But I don't blame the farmers for having to protest. That is, their, that is their constitutional right, and they have a right to protest. And I hope that they will achieve something out of this. And, you know, if these legal actions weren't taken against us, and, you know, if the factory didn't have this much power, it's like a David and Goliath situation, you know, the farm organisations would be out there to help them, and I'd love nothing more than to be out there helping them. But unfortunately, due to circumstances uh, of these legal actions taken against Beef Plan, we cannot participate in these protests, so we can't. But I understand fully why the farmers have to go out and fight for a right living, because if they don't, they won't be able to make a living. They, like, they cannot go on the way they are, and the farmers wouldn't be out there unless they have to. They have no choice in this matter, unfortunately, and they have a right to make a living out of what they're doing. You're urging the Minister to please reconvene a meeting, a round-table meeting of all involved, and very importantly, whereas the competition authorities say you can't discuss price, but you want the retailers at least in there, you want everyone along the whole chain from the primary producer, the farmer, right through to the consumer, and that would include retailers. I am asking the Minister to intervene now. Actions do speak louder than words. If he had intervened during the week, the Chinese would have come and gone and they wouldn't know anything about this. So I am asking Mr Creed to come out, stand up for the farmer, include the retailers, the Meat Industry of Ireland, the retailers, all the other farm organisations if he wants them 
them to be there, or if, whichever one, the Beef Plan Movement, whichever one he wants. But we want this sorted. It has to be sorted, because if it isn't, it's going to go on like this. And, you know, there's nobody representing these farmers. These can get out of, it could get out of control. We don't know what could happen down the road. So for a health and safety point of view, again, Mr. Creed, if you're listening, I'm asking you to come out, stand up for your farmers, and intervene now, sooner rather than later, because I, nobody knows what could happen, and we don't want anything to happen. All we're looking for here is a cost production plus a margin. There is money to be made in beef, only to share it out fairly. And I'd also like to apologise to Bandon Co-op for the destruction caused while we're protesting. Um, you know, we don't want to be a nuisance to anybody, but, you know, we just, at the time, we had to do what we had to do uh, in the fight for a better price for the farmers. At this point, we invite Meat Industry Ireland uh, to provide a spokesperson or to give their point of view. So we are inviting and, in fact, urging Meat Industry Ireland to accept our invitation, one of several, to give their view on the programme from the point of view of balance. But thank you very much indeed for joining us on Farm Talk. Miss Helen O'Sullivan, Beef Plan Movement, Secretary for the Cork Branch, and we would ask listeners to stay tuned to C103 News to get an update on the situation. Helen, thank you very much indeed. Thank you very much, John. Thank you. Mr Dave Mulcahy, Secretary, Cork East Ploughing Association and Director to the Board of MPA, the National Ploughing Association, joins us. Dave, welcome to the programme. Now, I know you are following very closely by various communications the progress being made by the Irish team competing at the World Ploughing Championships in Minnesota, USA. So we don't have results as yet for our programme, Sometime on tomorrow or Sunday morning, we shall have results on the, the world ploughing from Minnesota and we will know who is world champion and who is reserve world champion and um, and so on and so forth. And then, uh, from what we are hearing, the lads will be due back late on Tuesday night and there is a reception on um, for the official launch, media launch, will take place next Wednesday in um, in Balnatre in Fenner County Carlo on the site for the National Ploughing and um, the lads will be given a reception there on their return and we'll be very hopeful that they'll have golden ploughs and the Friendship Trophy with them uh, as they return and um, God knows they do deserve it because it's, it's, it's been a long trick. We can't uh, count the chickens before the eggs are hatched, but certainly, fingers crossed, that the results will be good. The omens are certainly very good. Now, back to cork ploughing. On next Sunday, the 8th of September, the Immokilly branch from Cork East Ploughing Association will host our annual fixture. Now, this year, the size has changed. We are ploughing in Rossmore, Carry Tool. It's just south of the village of Carry Tool. Uh, lands owned by the owned and worked by the Nusakhanar of Ballyvorlock Farms. Um, we're very fortunate to have come on this site. Um, one thing that we can say from what knowledge we have of where lads will be ploughing in two weeks' time in Carlow, it's as near a soil type, I think, that we will find in East Cork to what they'll be ploughing in Carlow. So it's a great, fantastic opportunity for lads to get their ploughs tuned up and um, it's double ground, it's level ground, it's it's an ideal opportunity for lads to get rid of the cobwebs, go out, enjoy a bit of ploughing and yet get themselves tuned up for the Nationals, which are only two weeks away now. Um, it's 
again in Rossmore in Carrytool. The starting time will be 12 noon sharp. It'll be a three and three competition, so entries will close at four o'clock on next Saturday. And um, we all look forward to a good day's sowing in Carrytool. It's a new site, it's new ground, and uh, it's all very exciting. And we're looking forward to a fantastic day. And we will um, retire after the competition for our results and for our um, refreshments and food and stuff um, afterwards in the village of Carrytool. So we've a great day planned. And um, hopefully we'll have a few trade stands and all that at it. And uh, there'll be a great family day organised. So as we said again, ne- Sunday next, um, the 8th of September, in Mokili Plowing, starting at 12 noon in uh, Rossmore Carry Tool. It's a pre-entry competition. And um, so all uh, entries to be in by Saturday afternoon to um, to Dave Mulcahy on 87 Two nine four four seven two seven. That's zero eight seven two nine four four seven two seven for all entries and inquiries, and even some trade and inquiries. Thank you, Dave, as always, for keeping us bang up to date with ploughing. Thank you, John. And that's our programme for this morning. I'm John O'Connor. Thanks to John Foot on Controls and to you, the listener, for tuning in. Have an enjoyable weekend. Next Agri-Update on this coming Wednesday evening between 10pm and 11 Thanks for listening. Dairy Gold Agribusiness for quality feed, expert service, and support you can trust. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win, and support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc.